Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob. And I'm Father Dave. And it's great to have you with us on our podcast today. Thank you so much. We got to see uh, live faces last week at we our did. podcast, yes. and that was a that was just a great blessing. It was fun. <laughs> it to, was. I think it was fun. Yeah. yeah. I think people have had a good time. Yeah. Well, the whole conference was great. I mean, yeah. just to have conferences back, people on campus. We had power and purpose. We just finished a youth conference. Uh, we had about 400 folk on campus, and it was a gift. It was really a blessing. That's fine. This was a th- actually the third conference I've done in this week. We did two on campus, and then I was in Arizona for one. And it just, some sense of normalcy, people right. being together again. I, I've, I've joked at each of the conferences, it's nice to hear people, you know, respond, the Lord be with you and with your spirit, rather than, oh, <laughs> you're talking through a mask or <laughs> right. whatever. So, right. And, and honestly, it's funny, as, and you, you know this because you were teaching and what, it's, you engage people different if you see their face. I mean, you just do. You, you're able to read them. And yes. Are they following? Are they tracking? Is this connecting? I it, have this, it makes a big difference. I'm, I'm confident that when I teach in the fall, I'm not going to know many of the students I taught last year yeah, because it true. was just eyes and hair. And a household shirt. Yeah, that was kind yeah, of, that's true. That's <laughs> that was true. kind of that's the whole true. combination of it. So, I mean, even when I would advise them online, you know, it was through Zoom, so they didn't have masks on. And I'd be like, who is this person? Yeah. You know, and of course, they're looking at me and they're like, why don't you know me? It's because I'm sorry. No, that's really true. That's true. It's going to be, well, play, praise the Lord. It's going to be great to have everyone back. We, they were here anyway, but without that restriction, it be great. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But it was just... It was just good. I was actually surprised, honestly, how quickly people jumped in. I was kind of expecting maybe a little bit sure. of apprehension or hesitancy. No way. <laughs> no way. No it's freaking like, way. Let's go. <laughs> it was great. Well, and I think anybody that had any apprehension probably, probably just stayed, didn't come. Yeah, yeah, they just stayed home. So, like the folks that, particularly the beginning of the month of June when everything is just lifted, the folks that were out the door were the ones that were the most excited and eager yeah, to, yeah. to be a part of that. I, mean, I know everybody's eager to be a part of it, you know, but just depending on their health or their situation or their concern level. You or know, an airplane. Or an airplane. Yeah, so I was, a friend of mine recently flew and the person, the flight attendant said, there will be no snacks and we'd ask you to not snack on this plane because some pe- people on the plane are uncomfortable with you snacking. Ooh. I'm like, Oh, well, I'm seriously, <laughs> just even if I wasn't hungry, I think just out of principle, I would, I would, just, I would just start breaking snacking. out something. Well, I was even flying over Christmas and the planes were packed. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, <clears throat> it's just really, really crazy. You it know, is. the, yeah, the inconsistency of it all yeah, is yeah. kind of somewhat humorous yeah. in, in terms of yeah. things. Yeah, it's crazy. One of my favorite things that occurred this last weekend, you gave a, a great homily surprise. Yeah, there you go. And, um, and then. but you talked about being courageous. I am courageous. Oh, I know you, but nobody would but doubt it, that. But it's not just, the thing is, is like, it's like, what determines like you're, I am courageous. Do you have like I, yeah, evidence it's of certi- It's certified. Oh, is that it right? Is, I have a certificate. Um, I, for those of you who are viewing, you can oh, see this. I'll, I'll hold it up to the camera. You, okay, keep, you okay. keep talking. Well, I was going to read it. Oh. So it is a certificate of courage. When I was five years old, 
we went to the reptile gardens in South Dakota. And you have to walk through this. You went in this waiting room and you kind of... Just being in South Dakota is courageous. Yeah, it it is. Yeah, you're right. It was beautiful. So you go in this waiting room and they explain you're going to go into this area that has all kinds of wild animals. And they they build it up and they said, are you willing to do it? I'm like, it's it's really crazy. Like I was five years old. This was 51 years ago. I can still remember what this looks like. Right. (laughs) So then, so then you walk through and when you're done, if you make it through, they give you a certificate. And you still have it. I do. It's really funny. Okay. So it says certificate of courage. This is to certify, certify, right? Right. That David Pavanka has voluntarily, I can't, I don't have my glasses. Want me to read it for you? And I'll do it in a like dramatic voice. Yeah. Yeah. This is to certify that David, did you write that yourself? (laughs) Just keep going. (laughs) You can barely read the writing of your name has voluntarily traveled the thrilling and dangerous dangerous and dangerous reptile garden safari tour and has faced with extreme fortitude yep. hundreds of hundreds. uncaged animals, birds, and reptiles. Dated August 9th, 1970. Earl, Earl Chase, yeah. Chief Hunter. Chief he's, Hunter. Isn't that the best? It himself. Isn't that the best? <laughs> yeah. So five years old, and I got this certificate. Wait, it it's, it's funny, though. So I was... The, the scriptures yesterday were to be courageous. We walk by faith, not by sight. So I was just thinking, and I thought, I wonder if I had, because I knew I had had this because I had moved a while ago and I've got this little folder of personal things growing up. So I said, I wonder if I could find that. So I pulled this out and it's a certificate of courage, which basically means I'm certifiable. <laughs> well, nobody ever doubted that. Okay. Okay. But it was, it was uh, great. Yeah. So, so nobody can say. So, well, wait, let me say, just, can we go back to you finding yeah. this thing? Like, so you're you're thinking of a homily. You don't normally pull this out. Like, is this the first time? You've well, it's, it's the first time I've ever used this. Right. <laughs> first time I've first time I've actually probably spoken I thought maybe about it. I, I thought maybe it was in like a box of like homily props that you no, have. Like, this carrot is probably top the have, first time you know. I have ever spoken publicly about this, which is really. <laughs> so wait, how'd you just find that in your room? Well, I've got I've got a little file. It's honestly, it's just kind of a large envelope of things that. I've accumulated, and it's not lots of things. It's right. literally an envelope. It's invitation to my ordination, um, some things, some vows, a letter or two that I received from yeah. family and stuff over the years, and the certificate <laughs> of courage. So it's not like it's hanging on my wall every time I walk in. It's like, you can do it, Dave. You can do it. <laughs> but it's on the same level as an invitation to your ordination. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah that's exactly, exactly. Thing. But here's the thing, honestly. So the scripture was uh, be courageous. But here's one of the things that I found, you know, when people ask, you know, what's it like being president for two years and all this? Um People tell me to be courageous, you know, be courageous, be courageous. And two people mean exactly the opposite thing. So it's, it's, you've, you've got option A or B, do option B, be courageous. Another person do option A, be courageous. So it's like, and they're the opposite. Yeah, absolutely the opposite. So ultimately we have to be faithful to what the Lord's asking us to do. But yeah, I just, I ran across this and, and I thought it was pretty, I that's thought it was beautiful. pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. That's, that's really great. Yeah. Do, do you have a certificate of courage? No. No, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not what one would call courageous. I think. Well, it's it depends. Yeah, I mean, in some maybe you know, you there was are, one courageous moment. You know, we've talked about my needle phobia, but we were thinking about getting a dog or some kind of animal. The kids really wanted an animal, and I have some allergies to al- animals, so um, I went to the al- an allergist. Is that okay. what it's called? Okay. An, al- yeah, an allergist, All an right. allergy doctor, and. Um, you know what they do in allergy doctor places? 
I've heard about it. They put like this stuff on your back and then they just puncture it. Yeah, like you, you can do times. it on your arm or on your back. Okay, so okay. I I didn't want to go because I heard it was all that puncturing. But my wife said, well, maybe they've advanced their technology. I'm sure they have. No, I'm sure. no, they haven't. They haven't. No, they yeah. haven't. So I got there and he's explaining how he's going to like... <laughs> Like do all the stuff on my arm. And I was like, I was like, dude, I'm I'm like going pale. I'm like, no, like, no. Is there another thing we can do? And he said, well, we can do it on your back. So you don't see it. I'm like, okay, is there a non needle option that we can have here? And he said, well, let me, let me go see. So he he leaves. And um, so I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the doctor's room. I'm just like sweating bullets. I'm like so freaked out by this. And then I hear him right outside the door talking to like, an intern or something. And he says, okay, this guy is really freaked out about needles. So we're going to have him just lie in his stomach and we're going to do it quickly so he doesn't get too freaked out. And I hear this as clear as day. So then the door 50 opens. Bucks. 50 bucks, you're not in the room well, when he comes back. <laughs> so then the door opens and he's all smiles. And I went, I heard you. <laughs> and his face kind of fell. I'm like, the room isn't soundproofed. I heard everything you said. And he says, awesome. okay, okay, okay. He said, well, I'm, I'm just trying to be helpful. And so courage, right? In yeah. a moment of courage, I just said, you know what? I think it's going to be okay. I think I can, I think I can do this. Do it on my back. And, um, you know, I won't look and, you know, maybe if I could like play music or something like that, we can just, we can just get through it. And it was like, yeah. And he looked at me. He's like, good for you. He's like, I'm great. And I just said, I just need to go to the bathroom first. And I, he said, I said, great. I said, I'll be right back. <laughs> 50 bucks says you're, you're still waiting. That was it. I, I just walked right past the bathroom, past the receptionist, still waiting there but right I did now. not run. I had, a, I had a paceful stride. And I got in my car and I never looked back. For all I know, years later, he's still waiting in that room. Yeah, he probably is. Here's what you should do, Bob, is you should just take all the things that you think you might be allergic to and just try it. And if you have an allergic reaction, then you say, okay, note to self. No <laughs> shellfish. <laughs> a note to self. Right. No uh, whatever. No, I don't try things. That's why I'm still yeah. alive. Yeah, that, this is true. Yeah. This I try like true. one thing a year. Have you been? You, it usually like, goes badly. Um but bungee jumping, would you do that? No. Oh, it was fantastic. I was in New Zealand. This was actually great. It was in New okay. Zealand with a, a friend who's now a bishop, which is really great, Father Mike Gielan. Oh, uh, yeah. Graduate I, here. I, yeah. He was a student of mine, Yeah, yeah Mike was great. Point. Now yeah. he's a bishop. Isn't that great that, that you've got students that we were that so now fun. bishops? So uh, we, we're in New Zealand where uh, bungee jumping all started. I said, yeah, I would love to do it. So he said, okay, we'll take you. So it's he and I, and then I start walking. He goes, you know, I've done it before, so I'm not going to do it again. So I'm, I'm up there. It's, yeah, <laughs> that that, that's said. exactly right. So the guy says to me, he goes, he goes, why is it your friend jumping? He's, I said, well, I mean, he said he's already done it. He goes, that's what they all say. <laughs> so, but it was fantastic. Yeah. And then went skydiving as well. You, you, you're not going to skydive Not either. really. No. Although no, it was funny. Yeah. My, was great. my biggest thrill ride is Star Tours. Which is pretty fantastic. Which is pretty fantastic, to be honest. Now, wait, when you were in New Zealand, did you go to Hobbit Town? We drove through it, except it was like a hundred bucks to actually go through you. You and I have you're very like, different yeah, priorities. How much did bungee jumping cost? Good point. <laughs> you looked at me like, what are you talking about? Why would about? you go yeah, to New yeah, Zealand yeah. and not go yeah, to Hobbit really Town? No, we drove through it. But New Zealand is gorgeous. <laughs> so, so Through beautiful. apples that's and some right. of the little that's people. Right, that's right. The little people. Oh, the hobbits. Okay. Well, the thank you. They have names. Well, yes, they do. The do, you, do you know any of their names? Yes. Name, name a hobbit. Frodo. Name two hobbits. Frodo's brother. <laughs> Bilbo. 
No. Bilbo Baggins, Frodo Baggins. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Meriwether, Pippin. Okay. Samwise Gamgee. There's a whole crew of They're all hobbits. Sam, Sam was a hobbit? Samwise, yeah. That, that was a, those were the four in Lord of the Rings. Oh. Samwise, Frodo, Merry, and Pippin. There you go. I don't know a lot of hobbits. That's all right. But mm-hmm. you do know about the strategic plan at Franciscan University. I do. Why don't you share a little bit about that? Well, it's cool. We just finished it. One of the things I'm proud of, yeah, I'm proud of, I guess. No, I am proud of it. I hope you're proud of well, it. Well, I, I am. I'm proud of but but that we, you know, I was thinking, is that the right word that I'm looking for? But yeah, I'm really proud that over the last 18 months in the middle of a pandemic, the university has been working hard and we've established a strategic plan mm-hmm. and as well as beginning the the process of just looking at what are our greatest needs of the university and of the campus. And it's, it's just been a great blessing for us in the university and, and faculty and staff and then constituencies and friends to really say, okay, what are we about? Where are we going? And, and what are the essential things that we need to do here at the university now? So we've really come down to, it, it, obviously, the, the main point is that we, we have an amazing student body. Mm-hmm. And yet there's a population, I think, that would love to come to the university and for one reason or another are, are not able to or we don't have the program. So we took a look at our academic offerings and said, okay, we're going to start some new programs. We started some online programming. And one of the things that we, we've we said at the beginning is that if we're going to do online programming, it has to be different in, you know, Francisco yeah. University. So We've take, taken a look at that and how we do our offerings. But then there's also other th- initiatives that we're looking at with um, evangelization and, yeah. and being able to reach out to uh, parishes and dioceses and be able to help them with the rebuilding of the church. Uh, we, it's funny, we, we went back to Francis's in front of the Sunday Man Cross, and he says, here's the Lord say, rebuild my church. So when we were talking about a strategic plan, that just continued to go through my heart. It's like, Lord, you just want us to continue to rebuild your church. Yeah. But I'm sure we'd used that before, right? <laughs> we're, 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 we're about celebrating our 75 years. It's like everybody used it. Well, we'd never used that before. So Really? Yeah. Our That's strategic, never been a theme in 75 years. 75 years at the university. <laughs> so it was. it's time. So yeah. that's really what we're looking at, just... Uh, for us to continue to engage the church and, and be able to rebuild it through academics, through evangelization, you know, through support and in other ways of providing education to a population that may not be able to get to the university. So it's it's kind of exciting. I think you've got the site where somebody can go and look yeah, at it. Yeah, it's franciscan.edu slash strategic plan, franciscan.edu slash strategic plan. And it's worth checking out. You know, I was... Um, you know, as part of the faculty yeah. and hearing the presentation. And yeah, I I think you should be very proud of it. I'm, yeah. I'm proud of it. I, first of all, I'm just thrilled. And it was great work of you and great work of the administration. I mean, it was such a collaborative process. A, that was really, that was really beautiful. But also just so happy for the movement of the Holy Spirit at this university that in a time when a lot of other schools are shrinking or kind of circling the wagons or are in a really defensive posture. Hold on to see what happens. Yeah, let's yeah. just, you know, let's just you know, lock the doors and just see if when we, when we, when the zombie apocalypse is over and we can come out yeah. again. Um, we, this just great vision of going forward and reaching out and growing and new programs and new building. Mm-hmm. I mean, the um, part of the strategic plan is building uh, not only an academic building, but uh, a convention, a conference, conf- a conference, a conference center, center, you know, right. about four or 500 people, mm-hmm. which really hits the spot of a lot of, a lot of times we've had great ideas of wouldn't it be wonderful if we did a conference while our students were here. That was actually a conversation we had a couple of years ago. And um, we really wanted our students to benefit from some of the great speakers and people that come to Franciscan. 
and we just don't have space for it. I mean, during the summers, we use our field house, but during the school year, ac- uh, athletics is obviously using the field house. It is, after all, a field house. A field so house. lots of really fun ideas. Uh, if you're an alum of Franciscan or just curious about it, um, check it out. It's it's exciting. It'll it'll take like five or how long will it take to do those kinds of things? A three, it's a th- about a three-year plan. Okay, yeah. about a three-year yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it really is. It's really exciting, and, and I concur what you were talking about. That, yeah, I just think God's got some great things in store for us. Yeah, and, and we're just trying to be still and quiet, and then be faithful to what He's asking of us. And we see that begin to unfold, and, and this is a part of that. So yeah, it's cool. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Cool. Yep. So one of the things, uh, transition here, that, that we were going to chat about a little bit. I was out in Arizona. You can't just say the word transition and expect it to be a transition. There's no transition. We're just doing a new thing now. As I was saying before I was transitioning. <laughs> um, so I was out in Utah um, maybe about 10 days ago for a dinner honoring uh, Senator Orrin Hatch. But it was, it was sponsored by a, uh, actually a group of attorneys out of Washington, D.C., and we've worked with them over the years on religious liberties, on okay. the whole right. um, Obama's ma- health care mandate right. and, and uh, contraception. So, I, you know, I, I've just, it's funny, going into it, I wasn't positive. It's like, ah, you know, traveling all this way for an evening. But it turned out to be one of the, one of the be- just a beautiful evening, beautiful spot. Park okay. City, Utah is just really, really pretty. But the thing that was really fascinating is this, the Beckett group, they largely represent religious liberty cases. That's a lawyer so, group? Yeah, it's a yeah, group okay. of lawyers, and yeah. they largely represent religious liberties. I think they've argued six or seven times in the last couple of years in front of the Supreme Court. Wow. And, and one of the things that, was, that they talked about is they said, if you look around this room, um, it, was, it was for honoring Orrin Hatch and his role in religious liberty, he said, there are people who disagree profoundly theologically. I mean, there were, there were Jewish people, there were Catholics, there were Protestants, there were Christians, there were Muslims, there were Native American, just this population of varied religious beliefs and understanding, he said. But what brings us together is the importance of religious liberty. And, and one of the things that makes the United States so unique in that, right, historically. And, and in many ways, it's been come under assault as we know, is particularly in the Catholic Church and the Little Sisters of the Poor and right. in the various cases. Well, one of the things that we talked about, and, and we're probably going to get a Supreme Court ruling, honestly, within the next couple of days. And it's it's one that was interesting, and you, I think you you've have some insight to it as well. And it was uh, called Fulton County or Fulton versus the City of Philadelphia. And in Philadelphia, the Catholic Services would have foster care. And they made the decision, uh, the church made the decision that they were not going to allow gay couples to adopt uh, okay. or, or to have foster. And they said, because it simply goes against our teaching. It goes against our understanding of family and yeah. and the beauty that is in that and beauty that is in Christian marriage. Well, this group sued the Catholic Church. So the the case has gone to the Supreme Court, and it's actually the, the Beckett group that I talked about was, were the ones that actually argued the case. But we're going to find in the next, I, I guess, probably by Friday— it wow. could be it could be the following Friday, but okay. the word here how that comes out. But it's just a huge issue that we're yeah. seeing more and more. I mean, it's something that I knew and was aware of. I I've studied law, uh, but we've had in the in just in the university since I've been here probably a half a dozen cases that we've been a part of, and they all deal with religious liberty. Right? You know, do we as a university have the right to tell an individual they can't work here because they don't support the teaching of the church? Well. A recent case says yes. Mm-hmm. Is, is the Catholic institution does have the right to do that? So it's just an interesting 
debate, and it's going to be, I think, won't become more prevalent over the next several years with a lot of honesty what, what President Biden has done, which is just breaks my heart as a Catholic, you know, right. it breaks my heart as a Catholic, some of the things that he's doing. But you had a situation, I think you were saying about your, the adoption of Joey. There was something about that. Well, we were grateful in the sense that, um, you know, we adopted him through the Missionary of Charity Sisters in Port-au-Prince. And we sadly were one of the last American adoptions because um, I think it started whenever whenever Massachusetts legalized homosexual marriage, it was almost an immediate effect of Massachusetts forcing Catholic charities, which at the time was the largest adoption provider in the state, to say, and now you have to uh, provide. And that's what the city of Philadelphia says. And so I guess they didn't sue or I didn't, maybe the climate was different or whatever, but then Catholic charities just said, then we're not going to do any more adoptions. Like we just can't do that. And that has been a ripple effect in different parts in the country and internationally. So the missionaries of charity sisters eventually said, we're just, you know, I mean, they're just poor sisters, you know, in Haiti, they're like, we're just not going to get involved with that. Like, obviously that goes against our belief. We're not going to send a young person into a situation that we, you know, feel like doesn't uphold our Catholic beliefs. I mean, part of Part of their also um, statement was they only put them in Catholic families, which already got them in a little sure, bit sure. of, you know, a little bit of hot water, you know, with that. But that's, in effect, how that plays itself out. And, yeah, it really is. I mean, that would be great if that would happen, because it's it's not as if if you allow Catholic agencies to provide adoptions, that that would then kill any opportunity for a homosexual couple to adopt you right. know so it's it's not and that and that's that's the heart of the issue yeah. it, it's not saying that they can't have access it's just saying that the catholic church doesn't right have to this particular agency right, right. and i think sometimes that gets lost in the bigger dialogue of it because it makes it sound like the catholic church is trying to stop all adoptions to homosexual couples no that happens that happens legally with other things but we just want our agencies to be able to uphold catholic teaching mm-hmm. i think some of the tension of religious liberty it, the big lie is that atheism is neutral you know mm-hmm. it, it's this idea that well let's just not have any religion and that that's an unbiased source and of course it's not right. you know you you go in with that paradigm you go in with that belief and it's like you have a belief system. <laughs> like right, right. it's a very strong belief system. And it goes against our belief system. And it's not a question of one group just wants everybody to love each other and have no problems and the other is really restrictive. Um, it, it's going to be a lot of tension and it's certainly going to be the battle for the next, I think, few decades. Absolutely. Really for the soul of the country. Absolutely. And that's the thing is that the free exercise clause in the Constitution gives us, you know, Catholics, the right to be able to exercise what we believe. So it, it's not prohibiting somebody else. It's just w- what I hope the court is going to say is they are not going to force the church, particularly if there was no other option. Right. It, it, it could be, I, I, it could be argued differently. I would still would not agree with it. Yeah. But they do have other options. Yeah. And, and, and this is where it becomes problematic is that in, in some sense, it's almost picking the fight, looking to pick a fight because there are other options that are available. And, and we're on both sides of that, you know. With well, that was that whole master cake bakery. Yeah, exactly. Thing. You know, like I'm I'm going to inten- intentionally go to a baker that has Christian signs and Bible verses everywhere and say, make a cake for a homosexual wedding. Oh, well, you can't. I'm going to sue you. It's like there there are other bakeries. Right. right? And. Yeah, it it yeah, it's it's well, gonna it's gonna that, become a lot of tension and problem. You know, since I've been at the university, just paying more attention to it, 
there are groups they're simply looking for suits right you know they're looking for somebody to sue and the reality is is you know if if we're going to live particularly at the university and we are always going to we're going to be faithful to what the church says and i've been in more than one meetings that says you know it's possible we're going to get sued if we do this yeah. or if we don't do that and that's that's the road we're going to travel we're just going to be faithful to what the lord's asked of us and be courageous and I have a certificate. <laughs> and you have a certificate of courage, am. right? But to do what we to do what we feel called to do, and say, yeah, I mean, look, as you know, Franciscan's got a target on its back because it's trying to stand up and be orthodox and be faithful, and the Lord will provide and the Lord will protect. You clearly don't have a target on your back. You walked out of the office. I did. Well, they, you, do you know what they wanted to do to my back? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. But they could have restored you. They could have made you better. Ooh, look at that. Yeah, yeah, nailed Speaking it. of restored, that See was that? the theme. See, that was uh, a transition, it baby. Was, it was. That was a very good one. Yeah. Uh, that was the theme of this weekend's youth conference. Oh, youth conferences. It was fun. It was so fun. It was so great to have young people back on campus. Yeah. And uh, uh, what a gift. What a yeah, gift I that got, was. Again, I got kind of emotional when I walked in on Friday night. Uh, John Paul Von Arks was doing the music and... It was a small conference, and the first conference is always small because right. school is just getting yeah, out. This, so yeah, June. There's still a number of school systems that are right. And, and when still we meeting, were, and et cetera, you know, et cetera. It's it's funny. Back in January, I think we were in a meeting, and they were saying, you know, well, are we going to have conferences? And I said, yes. I mean, we are going to have conferences. So we went right. ahead, you know, just planning. We're going to have conferences now. Up until about three or four weeks ago, we thought we were going to have to be half capacity, which would be about a thousand. Mm. Uh, in this one, we knew it would be small. So I think we had four hundred. Okay. Around 400 yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. So walked in, but just, I mean, them singing and jumping up and down and clapping and... Have you been recording this? No, I have. Oh, I just... I know. So it's, you, it's the backup recording. I just saw you hit I the record. The, I didn't have the backup. <laughs> I just saw him push the record button. It's like... All right, well, I was trying to be really subtle. Like, <laughs> subtle. You're never subtle. You know, I would say a lot of things I'm not about great you, at Bob. Technology, I would think I say a lot of things. <laughs> subtle. What are you not talking about? You're great at technology. Oh, thank Actually, you. Actually, I was just thinking the other day of, and we'll get back to restored yeah, yeah. of of things that are we have in our life that we didn't have 20 years ago, cell phones and all that. But Wi-Fi. And the first time I ever used Wi-Fi was at your house. Is that right? Yeah, I'd come back from gaming and I was saying, Bob, they were talking about this Wi-Fi, and you walked <laughs> me through it and explained it through me. <laughs> It's like, it's just, yeah, anyway, anyway. So, yeah, to walk into the conference and see the, the young people jumping up and down and singing and clapping and just just being kids. I yeah. mean, it must, I mean, for so many of them who, who were not back in school, it must have just, well, I, yeah, it was, it was not it must have, it was wonderful yes. for them to be able to come together and just be together for the weekend. It was phenomenal. And our theme this summer was is Restored. But interestingly enough, that was the theme we had planned for 2020. I mean, I, I think that was just that another so prophetic, yeah, just a prophetic movement of, you know, after the conferences got canceled and we were looking to 2021, it was, well, should we think of a new theme? And we were all like, no. Restored, like, like, yeah. Restored is a great theme, you know, for everything that we were, uh, we wanted to do. And it just fit so beautifully with what we were coming out of, because it feels like that is in many ways what the Lord is doing. There's a restoration yeah. that's occurring. He's, he's bringing us back. And, and a lot of the things that real, I was real quick, Bob, and I think you made the point re re restored. Isn't like just doing something new. It's, it's taking what's there and, and like getting us back to how we were originally worried. Do you remember speaking yeah. about that? Just, I think that was so good. Yeah. Well, and you know, it, yeah, it was, it's not like renovation, yeah. you know, it's not like we're just, you know, putting a picture on a wall where there's a crack or like, you know, moving a couch over where there's a stain. It, 
It's a, it's a restoration, but it's not going back. It's actually a restoration of everything that God wants us to be and who he wants us to be. And so even though sometimes you think of the word restore and you think you're kind of trying to pull back to something that was, really it's the restoration of God is drawing us into who he is and to who he's, who he's calling us to be. And it's, it's a profound vision of, of you know, what he wants to do in all of our lives is he wants to, he wants to restore us to the full dignity uh, you know, that we have in his image and likeness. He wants to bring us, you know, we are the only ones, you know, I, I was telling young people that you are the only you that God ever created. You know, and for all the listeners, that's so true. Like God doesn't have a photocopier up there and he'd like one person and he hit a million. Like we are all unique and individual and beautiful. And it only is in God that we can be really restored to what he had in mind when he created us. You know, there's sometimes one of the big lies of culture is that sin makes us unique or sin makes us interesting. Sin makes us look like everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, sin is just throwing black paint on a beautiful painting. Uh, it's only in God, you know, that artist that can truly restore us to who we were made to be. I showed mm -hmm. a video on Friday night, you know, because I was thinking, well, like, what's a good visual image of restoration? And uh, one of my favorite movies is Toy Story 2. Do you remember Toy Story 2? I have not seen it. I saw the first one. Oh, you got to come over and see Toy right. Story 2. Okay. It's actually one of my... It's easily in my top 10 wow. of movies of wow. all time. Wow. Like, and I don't that's, have a lot of cartoons up there. pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's up there with like Star Wars and stuff. Wow. It has a lot of Star Wars references though. Sure it does. You'll find out. I'm sure I will. Anyway, well, the, the idea of the story is that, uh, you know, like Woody and Buzz, right? Woody in the beginning gets damaged and his boy Andy was going to take him to a cowboy camp. But once he gets damaged, he gets left behind. And so the whole thing is this, what is my value? What is my worth? Well, uh, Woody accidentally ends up being sold in a garage sale to a collector. And then the collector knows that actually this Woody doll is like one of the most valuable action figure dolls that were ever made. And so there's this scene where this old guy comes in and he's got all these little tools and little things. And he like restores Woody, you know, to this like perfect, you know, all the scrapes, everything, you know, gets taken care of, fixes I like, the I like arm. I see when he uh, paints in a little bit of hair in the back of his <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, were you thinking I, of I, you I at that moment? I appreciated yeah. that The Lord scene. will restore your yeah, hair. Yeah, that, yeah, I appreciated exactly. that scene. And uh, yeah, it's just the care that he took was beautiful. But yeah, I showed that video, you know, as an example of this is restoration. But the beautiful thing about the, the movie was even though at first – you know, Woody thought that that's what he needed. The real restoration was being back in relationship with, you know, with the boy that played with him. It's really about, it's about being loved. And that's, I think that's our temptation that we can think of being restored in terms of just the external things, the external things, the out, successes yeah. that we have, what, you know, what, you know, maybe, Oh, as we come out Lose of this COVID pounds, time, right. right. We, we think, Oh, my, my job is being restored or my academics are being restored or all these other things are being restored. What's really being restored is our identity in God. What's really being restored is an experience of his love for us. And I, I think we can do that. You know, grace builds on nature. I think as we start seeing, some of these other areas of our life restored, uh, we want to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus because that's yeah. the real restoration. Honestly, I think that for, for a youth conference, it was, intense isn't the right word, but it was very deep, you know? Yeah. Because what we invited them to really spend some time looking at is 
what are those areas in our life that are that have been wounded, that have been damaged, that have been broken, and and that's not a that's not a thing we necessarily like to look at, right. you know. And, and specifically in this last eighteen months, what were some things that, you know, because I, I hear confessions a lot and talk to people a lot. Uh, there were there were a lot of people who fell into things that they hadn't been struggling with for a long time, yeah. and and uh, maybe because of the isolation, I you know, there was just all the kinds isolation, of the pressure. I mean, obviously, it's yeah. I mean, when you're under that kind of stress, the cracks show a lot yeah, more, yeah. you know. And and you do. We, I think we all had more opportunities of soul searching and well, how do I behave? You know, where do I put my trust? I mean, right. that was a lot of my reflections of it, it's really easy to. Jesus is great and the sun is shining and everything's wonderful. You know, it's when things get really difficult and you're afraid and things are out of your control. I mean, they're always out of our control. When you realize the illusion of control is just an illusion, um, how do we respond? And then you kind of look back and say, well, praise God that I responded really well in these things. And, oh, Lord, have mercy how I responded in, in these things. Yeah, and, and I think what in some ways what we did, and it's actually, if, if you recall, at the beginning of the summer when we had our faculty staff meeting is uh, I invited the university and our community to kind of a, this corporate examination of conscience yeah. over the last 18 months. And, and one of the things that I stressed, and we've talked about this as well, is there, were, there have been some real blessings in this last year. You share a lot with what mm-hmm. took place in your family, um, yeah, just some of the times with the friars was just really, really wonderful. And there's been a lot of really beautiful blessings as well. With that being said, there's also been difficulties and and things that we need to be able to take a look at and say, okay, um, didn't didn't handle this as best as I might have been able to. And that's where we invite the Lord into it. And this is how we know that it's the Spirit of Jesus that's leading us and not the flesh or not the world or not the evil one, is that we see those things and there's a sense of being filled with with gratitude, yeah. you know, that the Lord is merciful and the Lord is going to restore, he's going to fix, he's going to transform, he's going to change. But but if our, our thought and what's going through our mind is, oh man, I'm, I'm just horrible and, and I just I just messed this totally up. And then there's this sense of condemnation, the sense of shame and guilt. Right. That's just not of the Lord. And that's a good way for us to be able to say, is this the Lord speaking or is this something else? But then when we identify that, to spend a minute or two and say, okay, Lord, just move your grace into that and bring this restoration that you want. And and with that comes a freedom, a peace. I gave the workshop I gave this weekend was on peace. And, and it, was, it was kind of fun doing that because I, I just think peace gets undersold. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. if we pay attention time and time again, Jesus says, peace, peace, peace. But we want all these, these quote unquote, greater gifts and just to be at peace for, for a little while, that's not a bad thing. Amen. That's and interestingly thing. enough, that was the a very well attended. These yeah, are optional out. workshops yeah. on a beautiful sunny day on a Saturday afternoon. And the workshop that was about restoring peace was packed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really speaks to, I think, where young people are at. I think want, where yeah. all of us are at. Yeah. And I found that too. I find, as I'm particularly sharing with young people, you know, the title of Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's 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 what we need right now. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, that's what cool. we need in our lives. Yeah, so. it, was, it was great. It was great having everyone back. We're in the middle of the priest-deacon seminarian conference. This is your last time of doing this conference that you're not a deacon. <gasps> that's right. Next year, you're going to be presenting, so get ready. <laughs> awesome. And I'm, I'm actually doing a— serious. I know. I'm excited. That was okay. a That was a joyful— that was okay. like a that was like a Sarah laugh, you know. Okay. Like I'm so happy about that. I I really am actually quite okay, quite Isaac. excited about that. I've been attending. Uh, I've, I've been kind of hanging out in the back of the room of the deacons track. Oh, good. You know, just good. 
just trying Deacon to get Ralph to know. Deacon Ralph with it. It's always right. a blessing to have him. And I got to do, uh, speaking of live podcasts, so I guess we can do this plug. I have a yeah. podcast called Speaking with Deacons and available where all fine podcasts are sold. But I got to do an interview with Sister Miriam. Oh, yeah. How did that go? Oh, it was fantastic. She's amazing. Yeah. It, was, it was a little weird because it it's a podcast called Speaking with Deacons, and neither of us were deacons. Right. But there were deacons in the audience, and they did ask questions. Okay. What, so, was the, what was the thing she said that really touched you the most? You know what? I'm going to let the listener okay. find that out for themselves. So you can check out my podcast, Speaking with Deacons. Uh, that, that interview will be up next week. That's great. And uh, you can check it out. But yeah, just a wonderful conference. It yeah, it's going to be good stuff. Stuff. <laughs> well, the Lord will restore us in, in all things. So, all things. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we just close with a prayer, asking for the Lord's restoration, especially for any of you that, um, gosh, you're still in darkness, and not because of COVID, but uh, you know, these were some of the things that came up: loss of family, just life. You yeah, know, yeah, I mean, just yeah, because yeah. somebody's having a great day and yeah, other people of, are yeah. blessed, that doesn't mean that you are. And so, our our prayers are with you. But and, a lot of yeah, a lot of regret, a lot of I wished we could have, I wish we could have, and and a sense of missing. You know, mm. time, a lot of it, time, relationships, families. Yeah. So, Lord, we just ask you to come with your Holy Spirit. Uh, we pray particularly for the person, the individual listening, um, who, when they think back over the last year, uh, there's difficulties and there's struggles, there's shame, there's regret. Lord, come with your grace into that, into that place where they're struggling, maybe that place that they're embarrassed about, Lord, that you are present there, that you bring healing, uh, you are always bringing about your restoration. We thank you for the call that you've placed on our life, and we thank you for your faithfulness. And Jesus brought your blessing upon us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Bob. Thank you, and God bless you, Father Dave, and God bless all of you who are listening. Especially if there's anybody in the military. Uh, we asked that two weeks no ago. One, no one. Nobody. Nobody. But maybe. Crickets. Email us at hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. <laughs>